You want to just do uh, red leather, real, red leather, yellow leather, real quick. Red leather face, <laughs> yellow leather face. <laughs> red leather face, yellow leather face. Red leather face, yellow leather face. Red leather face, yellow leather. <laughs> red leather face, yellow leather. <laughs> You know, they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <clears throat> no, nothing. Ready to watch some movies? Aw, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. And I made him watch a horror movie. What did we watch this week, Zach? Texas Chainsaw. Oh wait, the Texas yeah, Chainsaw it's, Massacre. It's important. Uh, it sound official. Nineteen seventy-two. Seventy-four. 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 Yes, seventy-four. Original. <laughs> yeah, not the not the remake. So no. Or the other ones, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where they went all Fast and Furious and just dropped the. <laughs> or no, there's one that's just called texas chainsaw i think i thought you were about to say they went all fast and furious and just like it was an action movie <laughs> their dr- that truck driver leatherface like, just spends the whole movie talking about family <laughs> oh my god zach is this movie a prequel to the fast and the furious <laughs> i hope so that sounds amazing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach. So what was your familiarity with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise? Uh, I knew Leatherface existed because uh, he's in all the big all the posters I- iconic and shirts and stuff. Uh, horror villains and like, video games and whatnot. <laughs> I knew the eight people. I know, I know he uh, does ballerina dance with a chainsaw in the sunlight. So good. Uh, but that's it. I didn't know who the characters are. Or... So it get pretty cold, like some of these other movies we've done. So yeah, far. literally, all I knew was other face exists. Yeah. Oh, and you know, we should say also our theme this go around is oh, uh, yeah. slashers. Yeah. What is your familiarity with uh, slashers, or is it just Halloween at this point? Well, and now Texas. Well, we've now seen <laughs> two. Halloween was my first ever slasher. Okay. There uh, you go. And. Literally, all I know about slashers is like the iconic killers. Like that's, that's all else. I know. Nothing else. Okay. Like I don't know the tropes. I don't know. See, slashers are like my favorite subgenre of uh, of horror. Uh-huh. And here's my first hot take. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Matt's hot. I'm gonna take. make so many people mad. Matt's hot takes. I know because I've said takes. it before, and people were like, "That's dumb." <laughs> I don't think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a slasher movie. I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that. It's a proto slasher, but it's much more like a, like a cross between like an exploitation movie and like an art house 70s movie. Yeah, because like. I mean, I only have one movie to base this right. off of, so <laughs> I can't really give a hot take on it. But yeah, I think compared to like Halloween, like Halloween, like. It yeah, felt that, like that is the template my, that like everyone yeah. has ripped off. No one's really like fully ripped off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or I like mean, it, 
like Halloween kind of comes close, I guess. But even then, it's so different. I mean, who would want to rip off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? All right, really? so we're getting right into it. <laughs> Zach, did you like this movie? I did, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like... It's so bleak. Well, it's such a weirdly made film that it's like... I, I don't think duplicating it would like do you any favor <laughs> yeah because it, it's 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 like lightning in a bottle like you yeah you would try yeah. to duplicate it and it would just be like oh this is hot trash you'd only do it that one time with those specific people and that's how you ended up with 50 bad sequels right yeah like every other slasher franchise mm-hmm. like, it affects slashers i think more than any other horror subgenre it's yeah it's got some real bad sequels and prequels now and reboots and spinoffs. It's got well, timelines like a Halloween franchise. Because I feel like other horror films, you can make sequels that are like like Alien. You can just keep putting an Alien and stuff and it's different. Right. Everybody just comes across an Alien. It's fine. Yeah, but like with these like slashers where there's a killer, you have to work his way into a bunch of films and repeating the same right. scenario well, and so often this one doesn't fall prey to it so at least it makes sense in texas too but like so often they die yeah they all die either like they're implied dead or like they show them like no they stabbed through the heart went to a morgue and that was the end of the movie like literally mm. and then you have to find a way back in the next yeah. one yeah and sometimes it's like genius and fun and then other times they just don't even address it and it's really weird uh i i can't wait to start watching sequels I, i'm really excited i'm actually really excited to make you watch the sequel to this movie because uh-huh. all right confession time guys the texas chainsaw franchise is like my big biggest blind spot uh this is the first time i've seen this one i completely forgot about that yeah. until this is the very yeah. second I have seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, though. <laughs> what? You've seen it? It was on TV. <laughs> it's really good because Toby Hooper just said, like, he waited 10 years to make a sequel and was just like, I have no interest in making a sequel. I'm going to change genres <laughs> and made a horror comedy. What? And it's awesome. Okay. that's. I think that's why I enjoy this movie because I was laughing throughout it. Yeah. I think, again, like, people th- think these movies can't be like a good time because they're so dark but there's a lot of good dark humor in this yeah until like the last like 15 minutes where it is just unrelenting upsettingness in a movie it's pretty funny yeah um because i like michael myers the whole time i was like oh he's spooky that's cool and leatherface i was like oh man poor little guy (laughs) all right should we hop into the plot of the movie uh yeah let's start from the beginning we're gonna try our best to like sum up a movie yes as chronologically and without (laughs) going off track as possible from now on yes we're gonna give that a shot we'll see see how this goes (laughs) so beginning of the movie so the movie opens with the famous text scroll just star wars style but before star wars um (laughs) I didn't steal it from them. They stole it from me. Uh, <laughs> Leatherface, you bitch. <laughs> uh, it opens up with John Larroquette reading the iconic opening, just saying, like, these are the events that actually happened. Did it actually happen? 
No. Oh, okay. That's but that's they, what I really wanted Bla- to ask. Blair Witch style, they knew they could get people by saying like, "Oh, let's just tell them this actually happened," and okay. it just didn't get covered in the news. Okay, yeah, because like when that came up, I was like, "Wait, did this actually happen?" I want to ask Matt right now, but I have to wait until we start the podcast. (laughs) No, this one did not happen. Uh, It was inspired by a couple different things, though, Mm. including um, another person who goes up on the wall if we're not going to watch movies about him. uh, Ed Gein, who was uh, like one of the first American serial killers, quote unquote. Uh. And he like when they reference like grave robbing and stuff, he did that in real life. Yeah, he's not a good dude i mean um, are any serial killers <laughs> right <laughs> like the real life ones especially yeah yeah that's why we're not a dexter no he's not real he's not real. Uh, <laughs> that's why we're not a true crime f- podcast yes we like to have fun <laughs> yes um but yeah so, so i thought that was weird so then it just opens on the like weird amazing like film school montage where they're just pulling back from that corpse yeah while the radio plays talking about like grave robbing's going on and no one knows why yeah so i was really worried going into this film because like with the whole cannibalism stuff i already don't feel too great about eating animals that's why i'm like trying my hardest to be vegetarian and like i only eat chicken and that's it and i'm trying to cut that out because good for you man you know i love animals i'm yeah. trying my best so i was really worried about watching this film because eating people is a whole uh-huh. di- uh-huh. different level way worse uh and i was worried there's gonna be like references to like butcher houses and slaughterhouses which there was but they didn't show any which i appreciated yes that's that's why the <laughs> intro was so jarring because i was like Oh man, is it gonna be like this? No, luckily. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciated that because I can watch effects shots of like people getting chopped up, but not not sweet cows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not sweet baby. They're, no, no. They, they're watched, in a, they're they're just so nice. I watch videos of cows playing fetch. I can't. I'm sorry. Do that. What? <laughs> they play fetch. No one told me about this. Have you seen a baby cow? All right, we're gonna take a break from the podcast, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> and that's why I don't need beef. Fair. <laughs> so anyways, uh, and the iconic uh Oh, flashing. yeah, the flashbulbs over the, the crime yeah. scene as I, if to say, like, now we're flashing back to what happened here. Oh, okay. Because I knew that was a thing, like the flashing. Like, yeah. That's an iconic thing. It's in all the sequels, even when it shouldn't be. <laughs> so from there, we're introduced to our... Uh, a van full of intrepid teens. Uh, <laughs> the Scooby Gang of sorts. They were a, a bunch of cartoon characters for sure. You gotta keep in mind though, this is the first time <laughs> that was like, oh, like I, I actually think they do a pretty good job of like they kind of come across like a van full of real people. Uh-huh. Like they're both kind of dicks, but also kind of sympathetic. It reminds me of of Laurie Strode and her friends in Halloween. We're like, yeah, they kind of like give Laurie shit, but then like, you know, they want to talk to her and they're her friend. And in this, like, they 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 give uh, Franklin shit, but when he falls out of his wheelchair, they go help him. Like they talk to him, they ask him what's going on. You know, here's, and Franklin is a dick. Here's my hot take: 
don't compare them to Halloween, Matt. Well, yeah. That's but. like amazing. <laughs> and this was Scooby and the gang. It's the first time. <laughs> Cut him a little slack. Wait, first time what? This is like the first time there was like a van full of teens driving to oh, the south getting chopped that's up. That's what you mean. Like, yeah. Okay. So it was like the uncharted territory. Exactly. So, okay. And I mean, this movie, if Halloween had a low budget, this movie had like no budget. Okay. I. I think I'm more laughing at the fact of 70s. Oh, well, yeah, it's so <laughs> 70s. It, it's less of like, oh, this is factually bad. It's just like, <laughs> they're goofy yeah, because they're the 70s. Yeah. And you got funny. to knock off Bob in the front seat and he's like <sighs> 45. <laughs> Jerry, man. Everybody else. I'm like, yeah, I believe you. If you told me like, yeah, she's like 21. He's like 19. Sure. He's like 45. He's their teacher. <laughs> I mean, he he uh he didn't care about whatever's going on. He was just driving his way. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. So they they stop by the side of the road so Franklin, who's in a wheelchair, can use the bathroom. And then a truck goes by. And how did he fall down the hill by that? I think he like kind of rolls out of the way of the truck and then winds up tipping out of the chair but he was on the side of the road i don't know man because <laughs> that, that that's one thing like that after i was like wait did someone fall over and knock down oh, what happened yeah and he just gets <laughs> I was unclear on that as like well. flew out of his someone, chair someone is yelling at their phone uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments below how how did franklin fall is it a were we both just not looking like, <laughs> i mean i was so distracted by just the pure cartoonishness of the yeah. 70s but okay next so then they have to help franklin up and they all get back in the van and they're going and we start to i think done really well for exposition mm. we start to find out why they're driving through there the grave that got robbed is where their grandpa was buried. So Franklin and his sister have talked to their friends and they're like, oh, let's we'll make it like a road trip. We want to go make sure like our family and like our land are OK and stuff. OK, a I completely forgot. That's what they're doing. Yes. Uh, B, I did not know they were related. Yes. When did they explain that? I think at one point she says like, oh, leave him alone. Like he's my brother or something. Uh, OK. And they both keep talking about their grandpa. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I only heard uh, Sally say grandpa. I didn't hear Franklin say grandpa. Yeah, they both like keep talking about like, oh, yeah, you know, we used to come stay here in the summer. And like, that's this was right. My that's right. OK. Yeah. So Man. we're not getting ahead of ourselves. That comes later. Uh, so they go to the grave site and they talk to a couple good old boys. <laughs> <laughs> the best boys. They're what so nice. It? Well, uh, well, I, I wrote it down. Um, oh how did he say it go tell him your granddaddy buried over there <laughs> i don't know why that tickled you so much because it's like a dude with no teeth going oh your granddaddy buried over there go tell him over there they were just being nice sack <laughs> hey i'm finding amusement enjoying them they're great i'm not complaining all right all right so they, they go and they actually find out their grandpa's grave was fine, which is always good to find out when you're afraid you've been grave robbed. So <laughs> pop pops. Pop pops okay. Well they're pop pops okay. <laughs> they're pop pops are a theme in this yes. movie, apparently. 
<laughs> so Pop Pop's okay. Where are they going now? Well, now they're hopping back in that uh, sick, sick van. <laughs> the mystery machine. <laughs> yeah. And it's the 70s. So what do they see? They see a hitchhiker. And again, like kind of relatively good, sympathetic people. They're like, it's really like hot. Like he looks like he's going to die. <laughs> Let's take him in. So they pick up a hitchhiker because it's 1974 and no one knows better, apparently. Yeah, you know, the guy with uh, like a pelt pouch right. around his neck and like. I mean, it is not a stereotype, but it is Texas in 1974. True. <laughs> I Very feel like true. that would have been more common there and right then. Yeah. So you might have just been like, I don't know. He's a hitchhiker. <laughs> Pick him up. I don't care if he has a pelt. <laughs> uh, so they pick him up. And then shit goes nuts. Uh, the hitchhiker, I think, MVP of this movie. Uh, Performance wise. I'll get into my MVP later. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Played by, I have his name right here. Sorry. <laughs> Edwin Neal. Edwin Neal. He yes. looks like an Edwin. Right? He really looks like an Edwin. <laughs> that makes so much sense now. But I, I think he's great in this movie. He's, he's pretty good. He's just the right amount of like kind of funny and but can flip yeah. on a dime and you're like, oh, that's right. He's terrifying. He he plays um most people probably don't feel this way, but like Pennywise, how he could be so friendly yet yes. so terrifying and like, all of a sudden just detach and then yeah. turn into a monster and, you, and the entire time he's being like pleasant you're like waiting for yeah. it you're like this guy can flip at any second that's how i felt about uh, yes our boy that's edwin a, that's a great comparison yeah uh apparently he actually it's the 70s so everybody thinks they're a method actor yeah. um but he based this uh pretty specifically on his nephew who had been recently diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh. Although, to his credit, Edwin Neal, very quick to always say, like, my nephew was not dangerous. People with mental illnesses are not dangerous. Okay, that's cool. We should not vilify them. This was just a bad dude who I wanted to give very specific, like, vocal tips yeah. and things. Yeah, because that's what I was also wondering after the movie. Like, Leatherface and his brother, like, seem like they had some mental stuff going on so it was right. like it's ooh. it's not great yeah <laughs> it is of an era yeah I mean, it's actually still in a lot of horror movies e. either implied or explicit e. it's not always the best i think this movie handles it relatively well and that they never say it yeah and you also kind of just believe like they might not have any mental illnesses even. It's just that they, you know, raised by a pack of wolves out in the middle of nowhere, you can yeah. just wind up weird. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't think they're expressly supposed to have any sort of mental illness. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be they've been, you know, quote unquote driven mad. So, oh, yeah. 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 Because that. Yeah. I I don't. I don't love it. <laughs> well, like, I, I didn't come out of the movie like upset or anything right it was just more one of those things that i'm like mm. oh yeah it's this is an older movie huh <laughs> again not even older movies man like uh, and, and movies i like yeah but some of them are pretty explicit about like no this person has a mental illness and that's part of why they're dangerous when it should sucks. be just it it's tough though because you don't want to say a person with a mental illness can't play the bad guy maybe because then you wind up letting them only play the victim Mm. but it 
has to be this fine line you have to walk where with anything, because you see it all the time with, you know, like trans characters in movies, gay characters in movies, characters of color mm-hmm. and characters with mental illnesses. When yeah. you want to make them the killer, those things cannot be why they're the killer. Yeah, that's it's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It, it's, it's a real hard line yeah. to walk, but people do it. Yeah, because like it's I think it's fine if they just happen to, but it's not the right. reason why they're yeah, doing exactly. it. Exactly not being a spectator from outside of the horror world i've noticed that's like a trend it is in the horror world it's it's tough but it it is always nice to well not nice to remember this but always good to keep in the back of your head the distinction between reality and fantasy yeah those people are more often than not actually the victims of violence and Mm -hmm. uh, being taken advantage of and it's good to know that that's the difference between these movies and real life yeah wow this podcast just got real serious in a way that we normally <laughs> don't normally there's a lot more like george lucas voices like <laughs> yeah i mean like <laughs> mental health is something that's important to both of us and it should be important maybe, to everybody yeah so but yes i think it's important to yeah and i think this is what's great about the horror genre is you can use it to open up these conversations yeah. i think a lot of people want to avoid them but i think they're good yeah definitely so the hitchhiker. So Ed, our boy Edwin <laughs> then yes. cuts his hand with uh, Fra- Franklin's, Franklin's knife. knife that he kept playing. And all with. of a sudden you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole time I was like, so he's cutting his hand, but then he, he's just like, but then he's hey, just look, chilling. He's just like, here you go. Here's the knife. Well, I, I also think this is something that they're doing kind of intentionally because right before that he starts describing like, Oh, I used to work in the slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah, no, that's how we used to do it. One hammer to the back of the head, and he shows them pictures. <laughs> but right before that, before they picked up the hitchhiker, Franklin is talking about how their grandpa worked in the slaughterhouse, and he's describing how they used to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's getting kind of a kick out of how like he's kind of making everybody a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. So then the hitchhiker comes in and says... No, I can actually make you uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, let me show you what you're doing to other people in this car. Uh, Like, I think from like, like the, the meta textual, like I'm sure that was like the filmmaker's intent. Here's a subtle dick and somebody showing him what he really is. (laughs) Right. Like, no, this is how they all see you. You're not different than me. Um, from that, I was like, okay, that dude's gotta be a part of Leatherface fam. Uh, and I was like low key expecting Franklin to be just because of how much he talked about his grandpa and like right. he was a little weird. So I was like expecting him to. Like, I'm sure there's some fan theory somewhere that's like, did you know that Sally and Franklin were in on it? It was all an act so they wouldn't get arrested <laughs> later. Because fan theories, I love them, yeah. but they're always nuts. Because <laughs> I know one of the sequels deals with like, oh, it's like Leatherface, like granddaughter like or brother or sister like something like that like somewhere well, in one the of the hitchhiker's his brother huh the hitchhiker and the cook are his brothers i thought the cook was his dad no we'll get to the cook we'll get, we'll to, get, the get cook. to that <laughs> we're, we're staying on track for one so <laughs> uh this is all happening while knockoff bob jerry is just 
driving his 45 year old ass just down the freeway but when you think about it no one is saying like oh my gosh he cut his hand open they're all just like whoa yeah so he's probably like i don't know he has like a pelt maybe they just didn't see it and it's weird to them well they're also like the girls were screaming a little bit they were like freaking out a little bit like it's enough to be like what's going on let me look back over yeah not just oh crazy kids i'm just gonna keep driving (laughs) Well, he is their dad, so I mean, it could be. It's a little weird because he's like with one of them. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> he's their teacher. Sorry, yeah, still weird, <laughs> less weird, <laughs> nonetheless, still weird. Yeah. Uh, so then he, weirdly enough, the thing that got him to pull over was he lit the picture on fire. They took a Franklin. Well, that's the first thing because it's gunpowder. It like pops oh. that he pours on the photo. So I think that the idea is like that's the first time he's like, what is going on? <laughs> I keep trying to look, but I am driving. No one's telling me anything. <laughs> and Scooby gang kicked. Yeah. Oh, well, first, out. right before they came out, he assaults Franklin. Oh, yeah. He, he takes out Franklin. his knife to show Franklin and then grabs him and slices his <laughs> arm open. Hey, look, this is what this does. Yeah. But then he marks their van. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Because it is just this weird thing of like, why would you do it? They keep bringing it up. Like, why did he smear stuff on our van? I just laid him by the photo. Uh, I I knew that he was marking it to get them later. Right. But I'm just now realizing right after this, they pulled up into the gas station (laughs) and it was marked for him. I just realized that. Okay. Well, they pull up and to the gas station. He he doesn't like to watch No Thing Die. So Yeah. He actually kind of plays something that gets clarified in uh later slasher movies. They call it the Harbinger. Mm. Which is the person that's like, you don't want to go into those woods. Mm. You know. He kind of plays that role, but he's also spoilers. <laughs> he's later one of the the bad guys. He he's one of the Leatherface fam. Yeah. He's the the Sawyers, I guess they're called they're in the called? sequels. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, yeah, and they're just like, oh, let's get some gas. There's no gas. Gas. And oh, barbecue. you want some barbecue? Do you notice the name of the uh, barbecue house? Uh-uh. Uh, W E Slaughter's Barbecue. We Slaughter's. We Slaughter. <laughs> Subtle. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't catch it. <laughs> I didn't see the sign. <laughs> um, yeah, but the second he was like, you guys want some barbecue? I knew. I was like, ah, uh, no. Yep. This is where that's going. He's in on it, too. <laughs> um, He tells him, like, oh, you don't want to drive up to that house. Just trust me. Just trust me. And and that was their grandfather's house. Yes. The one that once they so they drive over to their grandpa's house uh, expressly after being told not to. And kind of why just like you'll get lost. Don't just trust me. Just you don't want to do it. Yeah. And then they roll up to the spooky destroyed house that they grew up in. (laughs) Even if I grew up in it. We're in the middle of nowhere. There's no one around. I'm not going in there. I mean, they just kind of go in. They kind of look around. But it is a moment to point out, again, like, there's not much difference between them and the Sawyers. They yeah. just bail on Franklin. Like, they know full well he's in a wheelchair. They just leave him downstairs. That's why he's so pissed. Yeah. 
And he keeps saying, like, can somebody help? They, like, don't even help him out of the van. Yeah. They're like, you can do it, dude. It's fine. I was, uh, I was more focused on when Franklin started to freak out and, like, going. <laughs> and that's like, because that's exactly what the hitchhiker did in the van. Yeah, I know. Come on. That's great. That's <laughs> well, I was just like, Franklin's being a goober right well, now. Yeah, that's great. Because that. <laughs> yeah. what, what else? Oh, yeah. He was going. <laughs> Like yeah. mugging there. Like, so, how did you feel about Franklin's performance, Zach? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> did you think it was good or bad? Uh, neither. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> See, I think it's effective. I think you're supposed to kind of think Franklin's like an insufferable dick. Oh yeah, and I you definitely do. thought that. Yeah. And apparently, again, it's the '70s, so everybody wants to be a method actor. People still do it. Um, but like right then that was like the peak of like, well, we have to be real, you know, um, he stayed in character on set. The actor was insufferable. Yeah. Oh my. Like to the point he was like, I felt bad, but I knew like how hard this character was for me to get in. Cause if you ask anybody from the movie, I guess they're all like, he's so nice. He's like the coolest dude. Hmm. We didn't know that for the two months we were filming. <laughs> Cause he just stayed in character. Cause he's, it was just so hard for me to like Get be such a dick yeah. <laughs> and then like stop. Was he, is he actually in a wheelchair? He's not. Okay. He did not have to go, go that far with his method <laughs> acting. <laughs> I, I didn't really judge any of the performance in a serious, like, did they do a good job? It was more like, ah, this is the seventies. Everybody's oh, yeah. this That's an older movie. It's yeah. fun. It's um, so over the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're in this creepy old house and then to the Scooby gang is like, oh, there's a water hole. Franklin, where is, where point is where and they ditch Franklin again yeah. and make fun of him for being in a wheelchair. <laughs> How do you even get down here? I don't know. Couldn't carry someone like that. What's wrong with you two? Like, but that's the point. Cause then you go like, oh yeah, but Franklin is a dick. He's not a dick because he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, the whole time I was just like, man, all of your dicks. Yeah. All you're going to die. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Jamie Lee Curtis is the only like survivor nice. so far. Oh, wait, no. Kurt Russell <laughs> and Killian Murphy. Okay, so not the only one, but. Who was it you liked in Blair Witch? uh josh 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 (laughs) Uh, like i he was the least insufferable uh what what do you call it the phrase less the lesser of two evils oh yeah yeah yeah. that he was the lesser of (laughs) those three evils (laughs) that's fair um but yeah and then they're like oh look gasoline there's a house over there let's go yell uh well he's offering like no like we could buy it like we really need gas for the car i didn't know this i did some research that was uh 74 was at the height of um a gas shortage in america oh so this movie is also commenting on that that like yeah not letting us have gas and raising the prices so much that we can't afford it you're making it dangerous for everyone. Yeah, because you, you're going to find some bad stuff. Yeah, that's why that gas station with the barbecue is out of gas. And the gas station with the barbecue is not a uh, not a barbecue you want to eat. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. Uh, oh, 
Franklin was chomping on that mm-hmm. barbecue for for whatever reason. He just kept it in his mouth while he talked the whole time. <laughs> um, and then they find a house and yeah, and uh, one of them was like, "Well, I'll just go in. Like the door's unlocked. I'll just go inside." Yeah, Never a good you know, idea. that's that's just a thing people do. And then one of the best entrances in like any horror movie. Yeah, Leatherface just appears. <laughs> Well, because he goes inside the house and walks towards the wall of animal skulls. Yeah, he's like, hello, hello. Horror movie tropes at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, setting them all up for the future. And then, hi. <laughs> yep. Leatherface just, just smacks knocks him with the hammer and slams the door. Uh, uh, who played Leatherface? Uh, Mr. Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen can do uh, some incredible physical acting. Uh, he is... I said the hitchhiker is my MVP, but that's just because picking Leatherface sounds boring. But Connor Hansen's amazing in this movie. Remember how I was saying I'll talk about my MVP later? Yeah. It was Leatherface. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) I mean, but that's like when people say, my favorite band is the Beatles. It's like, yeah, 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 sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's amazing in this, though. He, like, the way he just dropped that guy, picked him up, and slammed the door was so so good. good. Like, it's terrifying. Uh, yeah. You're like, oh, right. This is a horror movie because it's been kind of a steady build. Like, yeah. you know, the closest thing to scary was the hitchhiker, and that was more just weird. Yeah. This is like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the bag. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was just so, like, quick, too. Yeah. That it was just like, oh, okay. And, and then from here, like, the movie just doesn't stop moving. Yeah. That that's what I really like. There yeah. wasn't a let up after that. They um, they must have trimmed all the fat. They're like, I don't know. We have like thirty seconds of exposition at the top. We're fine. Yeah, we got a title card. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Have John Larroquette come out at the beginning <laughs> and five kids died or something. <laughs> um, and then the girl he's with, you know, Kirk. Where where yet? I'm just gonna go inside this house too. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not suspicious. He never came back out. Yeah. I should go in. And then uh, finds the longest. I that's gotta be like the longest shot in that movie, or the longest scene, and it was amazing. I I think the editing in this movie is phenomenal. I don't think the scene is supposed to be that long. It's just full of so many cuts. Yeah, to make you feel like like you feel like you're in that room with her. It's almost like having a three sixty shot. Because they just keep cutting to everything in this room for 30 seconds. I, I, I think it would have been beneficial to cut that a little shorter because <laughs> to me, the amount uh, I felt like we were looking through her eyes and because it lasted so long and cut to so many different things, it just like made me feel like, oh, she's just sitting there and looking at every single tiny detail of right. like all this horrifying <laughs> stuff run why are you like trying to f- but again count- she's only been on the ground for 10 seconds uh-huh but in movie time it's 30 seconds yeah that's what i mean like needs needs to re- relay the 10 seconds yeah. a little bit better well that's where again this isn't a slasher movie there's no pov shots mm. we never go into uh leatherface's point of view or anyone else's that's true you could have right there yeah and that would establish like oh she just fell down and that's where it would have become a slasher movie for me. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorite comments from you <laughs> while watching a movie, they keep cutting to this one chicken in a cage, which I thought was weird. 
how much <laughs> and then matt just goes it's would be it sounds dumb <laughs> it would be so much less weird if there was like five chickens <laughs> You'd just be like, yeah, that's their room full of chickens. Like, it's weird, but just one chicken, for some reason to me, is way stranger. <laughs> they just have one chicken in a cage. It's not like a chicken globe. They've turned this room into a chicken coop in this abandoned house that they live in. It's like, no, we just found this chicken outside and we put it in the bone room. That's way weirder than if you were just raising chickens in there, man. That's always my like my favorite comment that you've had so far watching the movie because it's like all right, it's like random, but also yeah, you got a point. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a lot more normal if there's just a bunch of chickens, which yeah. is weird that there's one chicken and that's what's weird about it. Yeah, and then the armrest, <laughs> the, arm, the armchairs. armchairs with literal arms yeah. for the because they're they're grave robbers. Yeah, and. So. That's it's funny. Yeah. It's a good visual pun. <laughs> uh I was not when we first starting this whole thing, I was not expecting to be laughing so much through so many of these movies. I didn't want to warn you. I wanted you to have fun. <laughs> it, it, it's very fun. Yeah. Um, so then Leatherface gets hurt too. <laughs> and then just Oh, this this might be the most like one of the most upsetting bits in the movie. And he just uh, picks her up it's right on a meat hook uh it didn't get me that much because there wasn't any real visual or like the audio sounds weren't like but it almost becomes worse because then that means they just have to focus on her trying to pull herself off the hook mm. which is just so upsetting because she can't get it yeah like, I, I guess for me i was just like so distracted by like Oh, she has like a harness on like yeah. that, that. That just my brain was just so distracted by that. Yeah. That well, yeah, she does. On it. But and then I was like, <laughs> oh, I like the way Leatherface moves. Like, oh, his casualness of it. Like, this is his this is his job. Yeah. Well, like when well, yeah, I work in the slaughterhouse, I work in the slaughterhouse now. Yeah. And along with like um, the way he slammed the door and then at that scene right after uh, he hooks her and then picks up the chain shot. And like just moves his head into like as he like revs yeah. it up. I was like, ah, I like Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Gunner Hansen, Gunner Hansen was great. Yeah. He rests in peace. He kills oh, him in this movie. Is he gone? He is, unfortunately. Oh. I believe he passed away uh right after the director of the film, Toby Hooper. Ah, uh, when about a year apart. When? I think Toby Hooper was twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen and Gunnar oh. Hansen was like twenty eighteen. Dang. Yeah, so pretty recent, but Oh, Horror nice. icons, two of them. Yeah. All right, P man. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what the one thing that I was thinking about with this podcast. It's like, man, I really want to go to horror cons and meet all these people. Yeah, we should, man. Like John Carpenter. I want to meet that him. guy so bad. Him. I want to meet that guy so bad. Hero. He's the best. Ah oh, man. Gunner what was it? Gunner. Gunner Hansen. Gunner Hansen. He's the man. Okay, so Toby Hooper, sorry, passed away in 2017, and Gunnar Hansen passed away in... Oh, I, he passed away in 2015. I thought he passed oh. away after Toby Hooper. Oh. But Still rest sad. in peace, yes. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Apparently uh, both very good dudes, which is always nice to, yeah. to find out. That's why I've heard a lot about like the horror world. Like 
everybody behind the scenes is just really like cool people. You have to be, otherwise nobody would want to do these movies because yeah, they're they're in a lot of ways they're very grueling shoots because oh, they're yeah. so effects heavy. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean most film shoots are yeah. So you just have to learn to be pleasant, or they don't want you back. Yeah, a little tip that I've got: if you're creative and do freelance stuff, you got to follow the two out of three rule. Hmm. Oh, I being know, on yeah. time. <laughs> Being good to work with and having good work. As long as you got two of those, you'll yeah. get hired again. Have good work, be on time, but you're kind of a dick, you'll probably get hired. Yeah. Uh, if you're a good dude, you're on time, but your work is like, eh, probably get hired. But yeah. if you're bad at all three, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Or no matter how good you are, if you're late all the time and you're mean, yeah, no one's going to want to work with you. Yeah. So yeah, I got facts. Yes. <laughs> Tips. <laughs> So now, uh, I mean, Leatherface has realized his home is being invaded by that, teenagers. Okay. That scene directly after that, where he just he is just like, oh man, chair. oh man. And like sits in the chair. Oh, I killed him. But I mean, it was my house. They came inside. I was like, I literally said to you, wait, is Leatherface the good guy? Cause like all these guys are just coming into his home and Continuing he's just scared. Our streak of upsettingly identifying <laughs> with the slasher killers wait what was the other one we identified oh, with michael myers we're like i bet loomis did treat him terrible oh yeah Poor mikey. <laughs> oh mikey and leather those good boys <laughs> i mean sure they eat people and dogs but they're good boys <laughs> i mean i've i kind of see now why people get so obsessed with them and like yeah. do art and everything it's yeah. like now I'm jealous you're the one eyeing all these guys out <laughs> and I'm doing the stupid idiots getting killed. <laughs> I'm really uh, curious who you're gonna draw for this one though. <laughs> God, I don't, even, I don't even know. Man. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. You'll figure I'll, it out. I'll draw an armchair. I don't know. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, so we cut back to Franklin yelling at people again. Yeah. He's like, well, why aren't they back? Well, I can't go. Like, so everybody kind of classic horror movie starts splitting up and leaves Sally and Franklin back at the van and all kind of start getting picked off. Uh, but happily Jerry, uh, low quality Bob is the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. His van wasn't even as good as Bob's. He doesn't deserve to be low quality Bob. <laughs> stupid Jerry. <laughs> Which he had the stupidest kill because he walks into this house just because he hears noises. He's looking for his friends and he hears noises. So he's like, oh, I'm going to walk into the stranger's home and stops at the horror wall with skulls on it, puts his arms on his hips and looks at it like, huh? But it's just it's just animal skulls. Yeah, but it's like still, it would be the tip off. Yeah, I would leave. Why would you just sit there and look at it like an art museum? Like e- even if the person who came out was like totally nice and was like, "Oh yeah, those are my brothers or something." I don't know. I'd be like, "Oh, cool. I'm never meeting your brother. Bye." Yeah. <laughs> or just like maybe it, it dawns on you, "I'm in a stranger's home." Right. The door, the screen door was uh closed, but the other door is open, so obviously someone must be home. Yeah. Can we talk talk about the skulls? Look, can we talk about how amazing the set design in this movie is? Oh yeah, especially it looks amazing, and they had to hand make it all. Is it, oh dang, yeah, especially that uh, that 
too long of a scene where it was like cutting everything. Right. That that was the first time where I was like, uh, oh dang, someone had to lay all this stuff out. So I'm trying to find the name. I have it written down somewhere of the set designer. Nice. The genius behind the armchair. Yes. Well, I cannot find it, but they're amazing. So <laughs> I had it in here somewhere, like highlighted. But I right, the 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 design of this movie is fantastic. It's terrifying even in sunlight, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, ready to get upset? Oh, God. You know what was cheaper than a fake skeleton in the 70s? A real one. A real one. Hell yeah. <laughs> you, you could just buy them from like medical labs and stuff. Yeah. Because back then you couldn't just do like quick 3D prints or like super yeah. good molds of a skeleton if you wanted it anatomically correct. You had to sculpt it. Was it just the skeletons that were real? Yes. Okay. And even then, not all of them. Okay. Because so. I was like, those armchairs are real? No, no. Because <laughs> that would be horrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, skeleton. Yeah. So then uh, Franklin and Sally decide to go look for their friends too <laughs> and wander into the woods. In Wait, how did how did knockoff Bob die? Oh, um, oh he goes to the freezer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another amazing bit um, when she jumps out of the freezer because she's still half alive. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then Leather just comes up and kills him off screen. And it's kind of lame. And then he's but. still like, man, what are these? Why are there so many? Oh, people? I love the way he's like just shoves her back in and closes it like. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything. His movements are so matter of fact. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Gunnar Hansen's a genius. Gunnar Hansen, man. Yeah. So good. Now I want like a mug that's like, I love Mondays. Man, his name was Gunnar Hansen. Yeah, <laughs> but like a mug. Yes. Uh, I heart Mondays with a leather face on it. Uh, that would be pretty great. That'd be good. Look for that merch soon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll make it if it's not out there. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Franklin and and Sally Sally go looking for their friends, and Leatherface gets Franklin. Oh, he in, hops up, yeah, in the middle of the forest at night. The only and just real, goes, yeah, <laughs> the the only real jumps here and the only real blood you see in the whole movie when you really think about it. Hmm. Like, and that was accomplished by they didn't have anything to shoot the blood at him with, so Toby Toby Hooper kneeled in front of uh, Franklin and just went and shot it at him with his mouth <laughs> so that it would spray right. They're like, look, we can't waste a whole day. We were it's it's hot. Like it's amazing. That's and so it looks great. great. So uh, you can always find a solution. Movies are great. Yeah. Movies are great. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, I think that was the only scene to make me go, ah, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only real jump scare because everything else is just this unrelenting sense of foreboding. Yeah. And then um, Sally starts running in the longest chase scene ever. Yeah. Oh, but it's great, though. <laughs> it is great. So she's actually, canonically, the first final girl. Oh, yeah. Even though, again, she's not, like, fully a final girl. Like, some stuff is missing. Like, she I doesn't mean, do the final girl circuit, you know? Jerry had a better uh, scream that's fair. <laughs> Jerry screamed like but a But his girl. wasn't as, as unhinged. <laughs> yeah. But like when that that made me laugh when he killed Jerry and he was like, ah! 
<laughs> Freaking Jerry. Ah, Jerry, um, you suck. I mean, Sally. Could. The acting is good, but Jerry, the character, sucks. Yeah. Um, Sally kind of did the circuit though, like throughout the house and stuff. But I meant like the final girl circuit. Normally, like you find the bodies of your friends. Oh. You get confronted by the killer. Maybe there's a POV shot. Okay. And they don't catch you. And okay. this they do. Okay, so there's more to it. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you don't always have to have one, but it's nice if you do. This one mm. comes really close. Yeah. That's um, why I say like this one's like it, it's it's almost a slasher, but I feel like when we watch more of them this month, you're gonna see like, oh yeah, that stuff is kind of missing. Mm. Yeah, I, I can definitely that's why I, like when you said it in the beginning it was like, Oh, it's a hot take. I was like, no, yeah, I could totally say that just from seeing Halloween. Yeah. Like, this was, you can just tell, like, it's not, like, a slasher slasher. Right. It's real close, though, and I think it's enough of an influence that it makes sense to include it, obviously. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be included if Leatherface wasn't so iconic. That's 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 totally fair. Because <laughs> I, I, I think, like, that's a big thing about these slashers is, like, all these iconic, like... Yeah, the killers. Slashers. Like, They're the only yeah. ones who come back. Yeah. Well, think about most movies. Either you can't just keep putting the final girl through it over and over again, <laughs> or everybody dies. Yeah. The only person who can come back is your killer. Yeah. Or uh, Loomis yelling. Well, at yeah. <laughs> I shot him six times. <laughs> I cannot wait to get to those sequels, man. I Halloween's my favorite. There's one where Buster Rhymes does karate. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite you know i'm pretty sure you're already told me this but uh-huh. i forgot it gets it's great every time uh, can we watching get, your face all right let's just like wipe the slate of future movies and just watch all the <laughs> halloween sequels I'm, I'm not against it uh but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, back to the focus uh, that we were gonna have today. Sally was running, and she ran up throughout the entire Sawyer house. Yeah, and from the top story, just melts the window. She smashes it. <laughs> she ran through it. No, it breaks. It literally just fell apart because well, it's like the what do they used to do? Like they used to use like uh, yeah. melted sugar like, or whatever. I understand why, but it's yeah, just it's so still funny. funny. Is she's but, just, woo. I'm gonna say it, one of the smartest people in a horror movie. Oh, no yeah. one ever just jumps through a window. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm not gonna die. <laughs> I mean, that high of a fall, she probably could have. <laughs> to the movie's credit, she's hurt. Most yeah. movies they would just shrug it off. She kept her damage yeah. throughout the entire rest of the movie. Yeah, and then Leatherface gets her. Mm. Oh uh, no, 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 no. She gets she away. gets to the barbecue place. Yeah. She get which uh the sense of space and where everything is was a little lost on me because I was like, wait, she yeah. ran all the way back there? <laughs> where was that even? I unclear. Yeah. But that kind of lends to the weird, like, surrealist nature of this movie. Mm. But so she gets back to the barbecue place. And, and he's, like, weirdly touchy with her, which I was like, well, I think he's huh? he's trying to play the role of, like, comforting old man. Like, no, 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 I've got you. It's okay. Hey, hey, just 
I don't have a phone, but I can take you to the police station. You're going to be okay now. I don't know what you're yelling about, but it's yeah. fine. Gives her a hug, and he's like, don't worry. He's just trying to calm her down. And then he comes back with rope. <laughs> well, I, I got that he was trying to do that. I think it's like, again, like a 70s thing, how much he was like touching her well, like, yeah, yeah. face and, her, and how close his face was to hers. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> like, even if he was or, just a good guy, that's or weird. Is it- a horrible person doing a bad impression of a good person oh yeah that's what it is but like while i was watching it and like not sure if like i think he's in on it but what if he's just not and he and that's just weird yeah (laughs) but also one of my favorite scenes is when he walks back in and she grabs (laughs) a knife and he's just like Hey, calm down. Whap smacks the knife out of her hand with a broom and then just like starts a boss. hitting her with the Beats broom. Beats her unconscious. With a broom. The handle of the broom. But still a broom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like in the way he was doing it, he's like, ha ha, got you now. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> I got a broom. I, I think he he's also great in this movie, Jim Sidow. Yeah, he's really uh, good. He's the funniest character in the movie, hands down because he likes it but he doesn't want to be there like he keeps telling us like no 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 no. i i want to eat you but oh gross right that's his whole character but hey grandpa yeah Yeah. get him (laughs) so then they get her back to the house for Mm. and we find out that him the hitchhiker and leatherface are all brothers and they're in on it Mm -hmm. and their grandpa's in the house and they're gonna have her over for dinner yeah, and they strap her down to an armchair, which is still the best. <laughs> armchair. Um, and this is when I kept like sympathizing with Leatherface more when he comes in and starts like beating Leatherface and Leatherface oh, yeah. is running from him. You, I'm like, oh, Leatherface, You kind of no. get the feeling that like they make him do this. Yeah. that's and that's a real bummer. Yeah, that's why I felt like, like, uh, like they're probably making, and how he was like, no, I got him. Look, yeah. I got him. It, it, it was like a dog kind of oh poor poor good boy Leatherface <laughs> poor good boy Leatherface <laughs> you killed all those people you did a good job you don't deserve to get hit <laughs> again upsetting that we identified with these characters I mean maybe I, not good I mean I don't see myself not identified, in the character sorry <laughs> um but yeah, and then they go get Grandpa, yeah. and then the weirdest scene in the whole movie happens. It's one of the most iconic, like you see it pop up everywhere, where she starts screaming and crying, and they just do it back. <laughs> and it goes from like funny to scary to funny to yeah. sad. Uh because it goes on so long. Oh yeah, it was a long time. But the weirdest part of that I was talking about. Because Grandpa just looks like a corpse. I thought he was an actual corpse. Apparently he's supposed to be like 120 years old. Weird. (laughs) Um, And then they just wheel him over. And then like cut her finger and put it in Grandpa's mouth. And they start sucking it. Yep. Like, cause I was like, oh, it's just a corpse. They're doing the weird thing. And then when he like actually started, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. Played by the youngest actor in the whole movie. He's 19. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course and he's he just covering an old age makeup. That That's why that's I was waiting for him to like jump out of the chair or something because I thought he was 
just one of their brothers like yeah. wearing wearing a, wearing someone's skin. Yeah, but no, Gramps. Yep, they meant it. <laughs> Family's important. Uh, Get him, Pop Pop. <laughs> well, then they're like, Pop Pop's the best killer. He's gonna get you. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, before this, I wanted to say I think. Okay, I think the editing of this movie is incredible and weird mm. and awesome. Definitely weird. And it starts to drift into, um, I don't know how much you know about surrealism of the 30s and 40s. but uh, <laughs> Explain. Uh, Salvador Dali only yes. helped make one movie. It's called An Andalusian Dog. And it's kind of edited like that. It's nice. the one where uh, the opening scene is the most famous bit. It's where they're supposed to be cutting a person's eye open with a razor. And that's all I could think of every time they were zooming in on mm. her, her eyes. Uh, so then they're like, Pop Pops, the best, the best killer. Ki- oh. And, <laughs> and he again, can't even hold the hammer anymore because he's so old. He keeps dropping the hammer. And again, Leatherface is like, oh, I got that for you, Pop Up, and keeps putting it back in his hand. He's head. just a good boy. He's just a good boy trying to, trying to help out. He just, like, this is, I'm breaking down my, he's just a good boy character for a second. Mm-hmm. He genuinely is just a scared kid that they're all making yeah. do this stuff. That's why I felt bad for him. Yeah. And it almost makes him scarier because because of that. Because, mm. well, if he's just a kid, what happens if he throws a temper tantrum? You know? Yeah. He's unpredictable. Yeah. And Gunnar Hansen plays him that way, and he's he's brilliant. Yeah. Like, I feel like we can't stop talking about it, but he's so good. Yeah, Gunnar Hansen <laughs> was the MVP. Yeah. Um, All right, I'm changing mine. Gunnar Hansen's my MVP, too. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Edwin's cool, too, but Gunnar yeah. Hansen. Yeah. Um, Man. And Sally breaks through another window when they can't get Grandpa to knock her out. Yeah, and... Now it's daytime. Like, that's how long yeah. she's been trapped in that house. Yeah, that was wild to me when she hopped outside and it was day. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> then he just gets nailed by a truck. Some clever foreshadowing. That truck knocked the one of the good guys off the road. Yeah. So, of course, it's just going to kill the bad guy. Which, that was like... <laughs> it's that a was just a dummy. It's <laughs> just a dummy that's ran over. It works, though. Yeah, it works, but it's just like... Uh, 70s <laughs> low budget it's fun it's better than most cgi dummies yeah it's, it's not bad it's just fun it's fun That's um fair. and then the trucker gets out and is like what is going and then a guy oh, with a chainsaw no. <laughs> which then they get in the semi and then they get out the other side and he grabs a wrench why didn't he just drive away i feel like that's one of those things where he was probably supposed to cut through the door, mm. but they probably found out like, oh, the chainsaw doesn't cut through this door or something. Well, so I, they probably were just, we'll just go with it. It's fine. Maybe it's they like the last shot. Maybe they couldn't <laughs> damage the truck. Cause it's like well, I mean, he hits it and scratches it all up and dents it. Cause like, I felt like he was holding back. Yeah. Like, he wasn't trying Maybe to actually you're, go. You're probably through. right. It's probably, they probably put like a thin layer of tin or something yeah. over the door for him to hit. Yeah. Cause it was only on the door too. You could yeah. replace the door. So, yeah. So that feels like, yeah, they probably just wanted to do that and yeah. then couldn't. And then it was like, just, they can still just get out of the truck. It's yeah. fine. You can grab her in. While you're watching it, you're not going, where'd they get out of the truck? You're just like. Oh, is Leatherface going to get him? Like, it still works. Well. I mean, you know what I mean. 
I thought, why did they get out of the shower? <laughs> I did me. too, but you, you know, like it's yeah. still, yeah, sure it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he just throws the wrench at Lily's face and he cuts himself and I was like, oh no. <laughs> but then she manages to flag down another driver and she actually gets away. Yeah. And that other guy, I don't know what happens to him because he's just running. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he think about it. The truck driver, it. he just bolts. Yeah, Leatherface is alive, <laughs> <laughs> and that dude was a pretty r- slow runner. <laughs> yeah, um, and Leatherface just chainsaws into the morning. That that's probably that shot is so good. That's probably one of, if not my favorite, like ending shot of a film. Yeah. Like him just like ballet dancing with the chainsaw, like in the sunrise, like just angry but beautiful. Yeah, he's a good boy, Gunner Hansen. Yeah, you're angry but beautiful. (laughs) So Uh, that's the end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which it just cuts to credits. Yeah, and I was like, just blunt. What? Yeah, we're so accustomed now to like. A fade out or it would have cut back to her like sitting back in safety or something like and then like faded to black and the music yeah. starts there's no questions of like instead it's just like done yeah there's no questions of like let's uh answer all the questions right show everything that happened is like no like what's gonna happen now? yeah uh which i think that shot being so good made me okay with it just ending yeah. like that because there's a lot of movies where i'm like wait why did it just like there should have been like one more shot right that was stupid at the end there but like this that ending on such a good shot was like okay so good that's good (laughs) that's good uh but yeah texas chainsaw v texas chainsaw massacre it's a good movie i liked it yes i did i wasn't expecting to but i did should we go into some of the behind the scenes stuff about this movie yes so uh this movie was a nightmare to make not surprising yeah because it was pretty low budget i think they made it for like thirty thousand dollars oh i'm sorry it was eighty thousand i looked at the wrong Uh, number wrong it made 30 million uh so again huge low budget yeah huge return but yeah that's cool it made a lot of money it was Uh, the like reception of it uh mixed largely yeah um a lot of people thought I, th- I think the best way to sum it up was Roger Ebert's review. His review of it was like, you know, horror movies and exploitation films are made on the cheap as great ways for young directors who can't break into the mainstream just yet to establish their voice and their style mm-hmm. and what they can do. And every now and then one of them rises to the top and is better than it has any right to be. This movie is that but you also might not want to see it. <laughs> like it, it's just too upsetting. Cause that's, yeah. a, that was large. Even the people who liked this said like, it's, it's tough to get through. Mm. Uh, Cause it, it is an, it is an exploitation movie. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. uh, I'm sure during the seventies too, like the bar for graphic. It, yeah. Is... Well, the crazy thing about this was there's almost no gore and violence in it. Cause yeah. they were trying to get a PG. Yeah, because I mean, like, because there was no PG thirteen at the time, and they didn't want an R. Yeah, because I mean, like, Walking Dead is like a million times worse. Oh yes, oh yeah, 
but it's like everybody loves Walking Dead. Yeah, so I I think the funny. tone of this is uh, much more upsetting oh, than yeah. Walking Dead, though. Yeah. But the making of this movie, the hitchhiker was a Vietnam vet who said Vietnam was easier. <laughs> Edwin said that? Yes, Edwin said. Oh boy, Edwin v- said this that? was as difficult, if not more difficult, than my time in Vietnam. <laughs> what so let's get into it so it's texas the desert of texas not the suburbs or anything which is already hot and it was a record-setting heat wave when they went out to film in a house with no air conditioning or fans Ah. Um, and and they had to spend all those days with hot set lights running and poor Gunnar Hansen yes. under a leather face. He apparently smelt so bad that he, he like he said like I don't blame them, but no one would like sit next to him when they weren't filming. Oh. They were like, I'm so sorry, Gunnar. He's like, No, I get it. Because <laughs> they also for continuity and stuff, because of all the blood in the movie, at certain points they couldn't wash the costumes. Oh. So <laughs> between Man. that and his big latex you know skin mask yeah that's rough uh apparently the most upsetting was the dinner scene Uh which took the longest to film things started cooking under the lights not just the people like all of the meat because it was you know they just put up blackout curtains or whatever like in the movie and then ran stage lights and things and it's between that and the heat wave it started cooking the actors and the food so the food started to spoil spoil everyone was overheated so it would literally be like okay and cut and people would just go outside throw up take a five minute break come back in and keep filming jeez dude uh that scene you talked about where uh she cuts her finger yeah um that scene was being really difficult to shoot and there was some sort of misunderstanding and they gave Gunnar Hansen a real knife. And he just cut open her finger. And they were all so out of it that even she was like, oh, no. Oh. So that shot, like, when you first see, like, her finger bleed is real. Oh, Not like man. when she puts it in Grandpa's mouth or anything, because that yeah. would be too gross. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Like, that's how hot, that's, like, how out of it they all were. Jeez. Uh, but good things about this movie. Someone smart. Um, before any of the actors could see Gunnar Hansen in the movie, like their characters, Toby Hooper wouldn't let him come to set until he was needed so that they had not seen him, what he was going to do or what he looked like. So like when he comes around the corner from that red room and the actor's like, (gasps) that was real because Gunnar Hansen, Gunnar Hansen, who is six foot four was wearing two inch lifts in his shoes and he's covered in blood and wearing a leather face mask and just comes out and goes and like swings a hammer at you. You're going to react the way that guy did. Yeah. I feel the most bad for that guy specifically because yeah. that's like the most like, oh, hey. Yeah. And um, they did that for Bob, too. That's why that scream is real. Because <laughs> he just didn't know. They were like, yeah, Gunner's going to come on the set. Don't worry about it. And then that showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm sure that's a common thing in horror movies though oh yeah i mean they say like they did that for pennywise and in, in the in yeah movie. and um i think you know nobody had really seen what the effects were gonna look like in the thing famously yeah. in alien nobody 
knew that something was going to burst out of someone's chest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it when we watch yes, that movie. <laughs> we definitely should. Um, um, and then no one made any money off of this movie that worked on it is what, where this story is going to take a weird turn. Even after it made all that money? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. This is it's going to get nuts now. I just learned about this today during some research. The people who wound up owning the distribution rights to this movie were the mafia. What? <laughs> so they couldn't find a distributor because already, I mean, this movie wound up like banned in England until like 10 years ago. Dang. You know, because it was so violent yeah. for the time and terrifying. They couldn't like find a distributor. They were just kind of like showing it themselves at movie theaters, trying to find somebody to purchase it. So somebody finally does buy it, but they have a bunch of mafia ties. So more than likely they were using purchasing the movie to launder money. Uh huh. And then when the movie actually starts making money and becomes like a hit, they doctor the books and everything and say the movie only made a million dollars so they don't have to pay you. Cause that was like in the contract. Like if we don't make a certain amount, we won't give you like a payout from the movie. And it wasn't until, um, the rights to the first film lapsed and so, and new line cinema acquired them that new line was like, Oh, this movie made like uh 30 million dollars. Toby, do you want to cut of this? And to their credit, like gave them that's, some money. That's really good. Yeah. But that's why also like the, none of the sequels are distributed by the same people. Because mm. It's much like evil, how the evil dead movies are all made by different studio companies. Yeah. All the sequels to this are too. So, yeah, the mafia tried to buy this movie <laughs> and succeeded. Man, that is why. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't know about it. We wouldn't be watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre if the mafia hadn't paid for it. <laughs> Shout out to the mob. <laughs> Thanks no, for the movie. No. no. <laughs> I mean, it was 70s. Scorsese was yeah. big. The mafia is the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean so is Leatherface But here we are <laughs> He's a good boy uh, That is wild Yeah uh, I'm glad So everything about this movie is nuts I'm glad that uh, They gave him what he deserved Yeah though. That, That's really cool I don't know if, how much they wound up giving him But I know like he got to In the same way like the Marvel movies Will like put certain comic book creators that they like into the movie and like mm. a featured extra role. So they get residuals. They made him like an executive producer on the remakes. Oh, okay. Which is smart. Cause then also you get to say like, but Toby Hooper likes it. Mm. So yeah. Kind of like uh John Carpenter, but it, John yeah, Carpenter. It will accept Toby Hooper actually endorsed the remake. John Carpenter will just be like, yeah, it's bad, but it makes me money. Yeah, yeah. Just put my name on whatever the fuck you want. I'm retired. Because <laughs> he's the best. Because yeah, he's a hero. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, did Gunnar Hansen continue to play Leatherface? He only played him the one time, but he is... I found this out today during research. He is in one of the sequels as a different character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, in like one of the... Well, in the the sequel prequel thing they did uh -huh. like two years ago, three years ago now. Uh, I think it was just called uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, um, there's a 3D. Yeah. Horror movies in 3D. I'm actually fine with it. Um, 
I've got some feelings about 3D just in general. I just think like big over the top horror movies should be allowed to be in 3D. <laughs> I don't have to watch them in it and I don't, but <laughs> um but yeah, he's a they do like a flashback to like the end of this movie and he's uh, a different character, like a, another member of the family that comes in, okay. which is fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh did he go on to play anything else iconic? I don't think he ever quite reached the iconic status of uh, Leatherface. Mm. But he kind of became the shepherd of the character, though. Mm. He also, I believe, has a, had some sort of role in like the, the remake from the early 2000s. Mm. That was such a big hit. I did find out him and remake Leatherface did not get along. Oh, no. Apparently, they, according to remake Leatherface, whose name escapes me right now, uh they he was like he was totally like nice to me on set he was totally cool um he said like oh i'm sure you're gonna do a great job man think you know like i approve of this and then like those movies came out and in like every interview he just talked shit like about how bad he was how bad those movies were like, like as the original Leatherface, it's like offensive to him the way this guy played him oh gunner yeah, yeah. So I was, oh and i was like gunner no <laughs> dang uh, and you can even find a clip where like in the the like prequel sequel he's in he's like talking shit on the dude Jeez. <laughs> i was like no gunner oh but i i haven't seen the remake maybe the guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> i I guarantee you he's not as good as Gunnar Hansen. Yeah. But still seems a little harsh. Yeah. I mean, we're rooting for you. Be I know. <laughs> um, but that, yeah. that's one side of a story. Yeah. So maybe if you actually ask Gunnar Hansen, he'd be like, oh, I was just joking. I thought we were cool uh, or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if anyone knows, like, please, please tell us. <laughs> please confirm our. Uh, love of gunner yeah Hansen. <laughs> please please don't everything else that. everything else i've seen and heard about him he sounds like a lovely dude so how he did such a good job at this i i, I was like i wonder if he's like just secretly like all the iconic things like yeah oh he's also like jason and like this and that or whatever <laughs> no no was, unfortunately um i know he did i think right and maybe direct he got a bunch of like the other slasher killers together for a slasher movie <sighs> like oh. ten, like or like mid to late 2000s that's cool. i think he wrote and he might have directed it too i want to track it down that's so. cool wait so it's who's in it so like kane hotter who like played jason some of like the more obscure like stuntmen performers who have played uh. like the famous slashers you know things like that all right are they the like their characters or like it's just completely oh, no, they com- uh, completely unrelated to their oh, so it's just like yeah he was just like bros. oh this will be fun like yeah these guys i go to horror uh, conventions with like none of us get work like that's we should awesome. just make a movie and it's really cool to see that they did yeah, that yeah that's so cool yeah we should we should track it down and watch it for gunner absolutely <laughs> for gunner all right we have one last segment here on the show <laughs> and i'm gonna do this in a very special way to pay tribute to somebody uh-huh uh, it will date the day that we are recording this, the week we are recording this podcast. You will now all know. But uh, so we like to tie things to Tarantino here. So I'm going to do six degrees. <laughs> so uh, so Jim Sidow is in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And he's he? also he's the, the cook. Okay, okay. He is also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. He's the only returning cast member. Okay. Uh, not the only returning character, just the only returning cast member. <laughs> 
Uh, and in that, they have another brother played by named Chop Top, played by one of my favorite actors, Bill Mosley, who is, of course, in House of a Thousand Corpses with absolute fucking legend Sid Haig, oh. who is uh, in Jackie Brown. Quentin oh. Tarant- He's the judge. Quentin Tarantino apparently even wrote the role specifically for him because he loved him on all the 70s TV shows oh. where he always played the heavy. So like literally like he does that and then Rob Zombie sees Jackie Brown and says, man, Sid Haig is cool. And then puts him in House of a Thousand Corpses and he gets his career back. That's that's cool. And uh, unfortunately, just this week, we uh, lost Sid Haig, who oh. is, of course, in two of my favorite horror movies, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, which I know aren't for everybody. And that's fine. It completely uh, lost on me. A lot of people don't really like Rob Zombie's movies. Oh, okay. But uh I think we should all come together as the horror community and just uh, remember Sid Haig. He seemed like a good dude. Yeah. Nice guy. Uh, So may he rest in peace. I'm sure we'll watch some of the movies he's in. We will because I love him. And I'll discover what makes him so great. Yeah. All right. So I think that just about uh, does it for us. Zach, uh, where can everybody find you on everything? Uh. Man, I'm just sad. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, just man, a lot of good people. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a big like Gunnar Hansen. I know. Sorry, all of them. I'm bumming you out. No, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're appreciating. Yeah, what they put out into the world. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and even if you don't like it, be cool about it. Yeah. So, so where yeah. can we find you, Zach? Um, uh, at Zach Shirk on Instagram, ZachShirk.com, uh, Dribble, all those places that I'm always on. All right. Uh, where can they find you, man? You can find me on just about everything is I Draw Paintings. And you can find me on my Facebook artist page, Matt Mears. With that... Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for watching and go tell me granddaddy Baird over there. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> <laughs>